All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special episode, which is part of the Founder Series, an original podcast series by Behind the Human and Wisdom Ventures that explores the mental fitness practices, rituals, and sources of wisdom fueling founders who are scaling compassion and wellness. Today, we have Nick Allen on the show, who's the co-founder and CEO of Sunnyside. He's a student of habit change and behavioral psychology and an avid self-improvement enthusiast, my kind of human. He founded Sunnyside after finding few options to help with more meaningful drinking versus an all-in all in or nothing approach. Before co-founding Sunnyside, Nick held various growth into business development roles, including serving as the head of growth at the Rideshare app, Lyft. Nick, welcome to the show. Yeah, me too. I mean, we were, I mean, the listeners don't know this, but they'll, they'll quickly uh, pick this up. But we were, we were geeking out pretty hard on, uh, let's just say productivity and habits and, you know, self-development and all of that. We, looks like we're reading the same books and following many of the similar people. So it should be a good show. Who is Nick? You know, if I take away kind of the job stuff, like what, what defines you as, as the human behind the mic here? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, being a founder is a big part of who I am these days. So that's, that's definitely front of mind. Um, but I'm also a dad. Uh, I've, I've got two young kids, a, a two-year-old and a, and a six-month-old. I oh, were wow. a huge part of my life. And my wife and I are figuring out the balance between family and founderhood and all the other things that kind of happen in between. Um, and I'm someone that really focuses on, on kind of the project that is myself and my family in addition to the project that is building, uh, building the business that, that, we're, that we're working on. Um, so mm. all of those things intertwine. Yeah, I think it's, it's really about kind of integrating work and life uh, at, at yeah. the stage that we're at with the business. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's me in a nutshell uh, these days. So I ha- I'm going to jump right in. I mean, uh, I, I'm a dad as well. I've got a, a two and, and seven-year-old. So I'm familiar with the stages you're in. I mean, the, the, I mean, the two-year-old's a lot of work. The brand new, fresh human to the yeah. world is is definitely a lot of work. So I'm curious, just being since you're in it right now, and all of that's fairly new. And you know, we were talking about this before, earlier as well that you know you just you just closed a pretty significant uh, Series A round. Like these are all, you know, big enough things on their own. Let's just say, <laughs> yeah. what ha- have you had any non-negotiable? practices or rituals that were like, you know, when, when feel, when things feel like they're at the max, I have to do this. Like what has been helpful for you right now? Yeah, I've noticed it's, it's very much still a work in progress, figuring out exactly kind of what those non-negotiables are now in a, in a family of four. Um, but the things that, that I really do prioritize above all else are making sure that I'm, I'm there for my kids, that I'm there for my wife, uh, and that I'm there for the business. And I would say kind of you know, in that order uh, as, as much as possible. Um, obviously, during the week, uh, I'm working pretty long hours. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and there's pretty much constant firefighting and in, in kind of running a startup. Um, but it's important to me to, to draw lines uh, and to make sure that I'm kind of uh, practicing the values of Sunnyside uh, in my own life and uh, kind of in, in you know, how I represent and show up um, for my family. So one yeah. of our key values at Sunnyside is, is being the owner of your days. And what that means for us is making sure that we're you know, putting the work in to deliver great work products, but also understanding that sometimes life needs to come first as well. And so mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time really trying to kind of put that value into practice, you know, owning when I need to kind of show up, you know, in my work capacity, in my CEO capacity, 
but also being transparent and communicating with my team that, hey, it's four o'clock and I'm going to take my two-year-old to the park because my mom has, or sorry, my wife, my mom, my wife has been, uh, has been kind of with them all day and is at, at the kind of end of, of her rope. And so um, yeah. making sure that I've, I've kind of am able to have that relationship with, with my team, that they trust that I'm going to get the work done and also respect that I, I you know, being a, a good dad is, is, and a good husband is a, a really, really important part of my and so far, that's working uh, with, with varying degrees of success, depending on the week and the day. Yeah, of course. <laughs> You're human, like the rest of yeah, us. But, but right. it's so important, right, to draw those draw those lines. Or And I think just the other big thing, like you're saying, is just to communicate, you know, what, what, what inspo- what's important. So it's not, you know, it's not like, oh, like, where, you know, where did he go? He's just like kind of gone or something like that. And be like, well, no, this is, this is why and this is important to me. And then I think he... I think it also sets a really nice tone and into the culture, right? That, okay, I mean, because we can talk a lot about values mm-hmm. and all of that. And I'm sure we've all been a part of co- different various companies where you're like, yeah, it looks really good on the slide, slide two of the corporate deck. But, <laughs> right. you know, when you're sitting behind your computer and, and, and feeling the complete opposite, it's, it's a whole other thing, right? Um, yeah. I, I genuinely believe that, that we do a pretty good job at Sunnyside kind of living by our values and having those be kind of a living, breathing um, part of the experience of, of working for the company. And so it's, it's not slideware for us. And I think the mm. most important thing in a lot of these cases is you know, my co-founder and I really seek to set the example of living those values, both in terms of grinding really hard at work and also taking a step back when we need it to make sure that our kind of collective tanks remain full. And it's something yeah. that's incredibly important to run a sustainable long-term business is that you're not grinding folks down to their kind of last last thread, but allowing them to recharge and recuperate to optimize kind of for the long-term value that we can all create together. Yeah, totally. I mean, I do, I, I, I do want to ask, because you mentioned, you know, prioritizing or drawing lines uh, and boundaries and whatnot for uh, your family and the business, but what do you have identified for you just just you, like you personally. Yeah, that, that's honestly been kind of a part that maybe I've, I've put a little bit to the back burner over the last couple of years, kind of becoming dad and de- becoming CEO in the last three year, years. Uh, I take a lot of my self value out of my ability to show up in those capacities. And I, and I think that that ultimately I've, I've been able to do a pretty good job um, in terms of kind of my own self-satisfaction by showing up in the way that I want to in those okay. capacities. And so, so, you know, the things that I work on personally are really kind of maintaining a mindful relationship with alcohol, as I know that that's something that can uh, sneak up on me if I'm not being careful. And obviously a key reason that brought me to, to kind of founding, founding Sunnyside. Um, I've been doing a better job of kind of getting, getting myself outdoors and, and being active when I can, taking the kids for walks so I can get a little bit of a sweat going and, and taking yeah. care of my, my physical health in that capacity. And I find when I'm doing those two things uh, for myself while feeling like I'm showing up at work and for my family in the way that I feel proud of, that that, that is me, you know, that that, yeah. that is kind of me practicing my own self-care in addition to um, supporting those in my personal and professional lives. Got you. Got you. So what, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Sunnyside and how like that whole idea and and that company started because you... I mean, it, for, I, I, I'm just pulling this from your LinkedIn. Um, you've kind of had various roles where you've you've been a, a co-founder, like so started things, but then also have worked for some pretty big. Um, I guess you can call them startups, but maybe when you were there, 
move past startup stage, but still probably had some of that vibe, right? Yeah, um, like I'm thinking of Lyft, of, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like what what drew you to going down this road? Yeah, so so the path to funding Sunnyside really was was kind of pulled out of me. You know, I, I was not necessarily looking to start a company. In fact, my wife and I had both left our jobs uh, and were uh, on a sabbatical and living in Mexico City. What I found okay. that was basically without the structure of kind of a nine to five job and the normal routine that, that we were used to, it was pretty easy for us to kind of go out and drink as if we were on vacation. Uh, but we oh. were doing this for, you know, a multiple month uh, stint. And so after a couple months of, of you know, living abroad, not having that same structure and finding that we were just waking up with one too many days where we were not feeling 100 percent or not feeling motivated to get the most out of the trip from the content, from the kind of lens of wellness and the experience of travel. Um, it became apparent to us that alcohol was was out of balance and and playing a larger role than we wanted it to be in our lives. Mm. Um, this was not a spiraling out of control, rock bottom moment. We weren't, you know, on the cusp of of catastrophe by any means. But we were finding that we just we weren't happy with the role that, that alcohol was playing in our lives. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a household with two parents who were in recovery from alcoholism, and so my I, I've had a lot an understanding for a long time that kind of my drinking habits. I, you know, I have some of those same tendencies that my parents did when it came mm-hmm. to if I'm not managing the role that alcohol plays in my life, it can pretty quickly sneak up on me. And so this yeah. was one of those moments where it was sneaking up on me. And uh, and I felt like it was time to make a change and to make a change that would be kind of the last change that I ever needed to make to um, bring my, my, my drinking into balance. Okay. Interestingly, it's like my wife and I never had the consideration of going completely sober. This, it wasn't, you know, for the most part, alcohol was a positive part of our lives. And we, we were enjoying ourselves and having a great time. Um, but we yeah. also realized it was affecting our sleep. It was affecting our kind of, you know, diet and, and uh, you know, likelihood to exercise and activity levels. It was, it was affecting our mental health and that we were kind of not waking up feeling 100% on the mornings where we wanted to be. And so that was kind of the, the light bulb for me that said, hey, there, there needs to be something here. Uh, a tool to help folks kind of manage the role that alcohol plays in their lives without precipitated, being precipitated by some rock bottom moment and without needing to be kind of all or nothing uh, as, yeah. as most of the treatment landscape is today. It's so true, right? Like you think like there's always these, I mean, I can't even sober this, sober that kind of right. like pick your, pick your month. Uh, you know, it's usually definitely after New Year's and stuff, you'll see yeah. that happen as well. And it's just it just rarely works because to your point, I think, right. It's just, it's too much. And, and I, I see this with not just alcohol, but I see this with mental fitness in general and all these mm-hmm. different practices. It's like people will start, you know, whether maybe you're doing some breath work or you want to get going on journaling, but we try to complicate things or make mm-hmm. them so big that of course we're going to fail at them. Cause it's just, it's right. not attainable, right? Like it's like, how do you make those micro adjustments and, and whatnot to make it, you know, more, I guess, more accessible, but also easier to, to integrate into your current systems and your routines and whatnot, which is what I really enjoyed about going through the onboarding process for, for, uh, Sunnyside. It's like you, you immediately don't feel like, first of all, you're, you're approaching it from a place of judgment and Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like, okay, well, uh, you know, I've got to basically not have any cocktails or any kind of booze right. all week. Like it's like make some micro goals and and you've done a really good job on that flow, which I know is not the easiest of, of things, but why don't yeah. you share a little bit behind that? Because I know you're, like I said, we kind of geeked out about habit 
<laughs> habits yeah, yeah, and, and that kind of science. So, yeah. So, so that's the thing that, that makes any said really unique. When you you know, it's especially true in the treatment landscape for alcohol that there's this all or nothing kind of binary approach where like sobriety has been the the singularly accepted goal. Um, and and basically for folks that are not open or interested in sobriety, you know, they've been kind of forced to go it alone or to do nothing. Uh, because yeah. there just haven't been options in the market. And so as Sunny said, our mission is to help anyone who regularly drinks alcohol improve their overall health and wellness by unlocking uh, healthier habits around their drinking. And the thing that really makes us different when you look at basically all of the other services and apps in the alcohol health sp space today is that we're not focused on sobriety. We believe, and there's tons of clinical research to support this, that moderation and mindful habits around drinking are a completely realistic goal for the vast majority of drinkers. Uh, mm -hmm. And that we need tools that help you um, integrate alcohol into your life in a way that kind of helps you reach your goals while minimize the, down, the downward side effects of, um, you know, unconscious consumption or, yeah. uh, or kind of letting drinking get out of hand. And so the whole product design of Sunnyside and, and really the whole insight that we built this business around is this idea that there are many more millions of people who are interested in changing their relationship with alcohol. And yet when presented with the option to go completely sober or to do nothing, they're choosing to do nothing. And they're therefore leaving this huge opportunity to improve their overall health and wellness on the table. And so with Sunnyside, by kind of honing in on understanding where you are with your baselines uh, and then helping you reach your specific goals when it comes to healthy drinking, that we can get a lot more people in the door. We can reduce the stigma that prevents people from getting started on the path to healthier drinking. And critically, we can prevent a lot of the most negative consequences of unchecked alcohol abuse by helping people get ahead of it and manage their drinking proactively rather than waiting until there's some big crisis before yeah. they get started. And I think that's really the key, right, is, is helping people get started ahead of time so the balance really is realistic uh, and avoiding you know, what I've personally experienced and what many other millions of you have experienced of you know, the... the, the damage that alcohol can do when mm -hmm. it when you let it creep up and 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 don't do anything about it but i think uh, the, the 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 thing i wanted to talk to you about around uh, like it hits with that pro the whole notion of being proactive and not just not necessarily just with sunnyside and 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 alcohol but i think in general like the the idea of okay like let's take a look at what's coming like coming up and you know and i'd like right. to ask you specifically yeah. as well just knowing that you um you know like was probably on a bit of a road tour at least virtual road tour trying to close you know investment deals and whatnot like that's a you know that's a job in itself and usually has a you know a lot of of, of moving parts to it so you know if you if we take that experience of course, you've got the sunny side stuff, but was there anything else that you were like, okay, I know in these kind of moments, like I know what my triggers are. It's like, okay, I've yeah, got to watch yeah. sugars at that point or whatever, or, or maybe my exercise might, might, might slow down a bit when realistically should probably increase, right? Like, right. how do you talk to us a little bit about that proactive approach, the way you handle it with sunny side, but then I think just let's expand that to other, other healthy habits. Yeah, definitely. So, so starting with Sunnyside, um, one of the key inputs into the design of the Sunnyside system was a book uh, by Nir Eyal called Indistractable. And in this book, he talks yeah. a lot about this idea of time boxing and pre-commitments as effective strategies for kind of time management more broadly. And so I brought this practice into my own experience of kind of managing my alcohol consumption. 
And the initial kind of design of Sunnyside um, emerged from my wife and I sitting down every Sunday and thinking ahead and creating a plan for ourselves in terms of when we plan to drink, what, what days we plan to not drink, and on the drinking days, kind of setting limits for ourselves so that we were kind of keeping, um, keeping ourselves uh, you know, accountable to each other. And this act of kind of sitting down and, and, and kind of reflecting back on the previous week and then looking forward to kind of refine the week ahead was something that was extremely powerful for us. Mm. It, it took willpower out of the equation when it came to that random, you know, the Tuesday when we decided, like, should we have this glass of wine? Like, no, we've already made our decision. We've already made the plan for ourselves. That this is going to be a non-drinking day. And that added level of kind of personal accountability to ourselves two days previous um, made a huge difference in helping us stay on track and stay intentional rather than yeah. kind of waiting until that moment when the temptation is kind of creeping up to have to make the decision. Having the decision made for us made, made a huge difference. And so that okay. is basically one of the core components of the Sunnyside product experience. To this day, every Sunday, Sunnyside members come together. We present them with a, a recommended plan for the week ahead that helps them kind of take steps towards their overall goals. And they take that moment to then kind of define the roadmap for themselves. And so then when the Tuesday comes along, you know, instead of us saying, hey, you shouldn't drink today, which is very judgmental and comes from this lens of I'm telling you what to do. Instead, we can say, hey, your intention for today was not to drink. So let's work together to stay on top of that goal. And so we yeah. become a third party system for enforcing your own personal accountability rather than us needing to kind of push some agenda on you, which is really, really prevalent in a lot of the kind of sober focused uh, applications and, and products out there. Yeah. Now, this to answer your second question, like, you know, this this system has applications well beyond uh, mindful drinking. And I think that it's it's a really important thing to kind of consider is, is how impactful just a little bit of forethought can be in helping mm -hmm. us kind of stay accountable to intentions and, and new habits that can sometimes be really difficult to stay on top of. Um, personally, with the fundraise journey, it was an extremely stressful uh, multi-month experience lots of rejection, lots of emotion, yeah. uh, kind of lots and ups and, down, of ups and downs along the way. And honestly, I found myself at the end of the week being uh, pretty much em on, on empty. And, yeah. and, and even, even me having three years of being building a, company, uh, a mindful drinking company, finding myself kind of like turning to drinking on Friday and Saturday nights to, to just relieve some of that stress. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as we got the fundraise closed, actually, I, I signed up for the Sunnyside uh, Sober October Challenge Took okay. a 31 day kind of completely sober reset uh, and used that time to reestablish some of the personal routines that I, I knew were really important for my own personal health. And so for me, I know that alcohol is an incredibly important keystone for changing other areas of my health. And so taking yeah. that month off to reset, to remind myself about my broader health goals, get back into exercise, start eating a little bit more healthier, uh, start, start sleeping, you know, better knowing that we didn't have that I didn't have the stress of the existential stress of fundraising um, allowed me to kind of use that month to to really kind of start fresh yeah and the the mental health benefits were profound of, yeah. of doing that and so for me having those regular resets I do it you know, two or three times a year right where I take a month completely off um, ends up re really kind of keystoning towards broader kind of health health improvements yeah I think that's where I, I resonate with that. Like, I think that's where these like kind of all in approaches in, in shorter kind of stints are, are effective. Like I'm just yeah. coming off of, I did a, a 30 day like gut reset 
which really, uh, I mean, there's there were a bunch of health benefits, but really it's made me way more mindful in terms of what I was putting in my body in general, including right. alcohol. Um, yeah. Like I found myself, okay, if, I, if I'm going to have a glass of uh, red wine, I'm going to have a glass and just like yeah. really slow down and enjoy it actually. Yeah. Um, and then then to your point, like things start to, to snowball, right? But it's interesting, like, because I feel like we're, we're familiar or comfortable or used to like looking at, let's say, our, our goals or the big milestones that we may have as, as founders and so forth and be like, okay, I'm going to plan my week according to getting closer, or making progress on these, on these goals. And like, these are the things, the tasks I have to do. These are the meetings that are here. Maybe I bump this meeting. It's not appropriate, but it's rare that we, we do the, we do that from a habit or like well-being standpoint. Right. Right. Like I feel, and I'm, I'm kind of brainstorming with you because I'm even thinking for myself, like tomorrow I live just outside of, of Toronto, Canada, but I'll be in the city most of tomorrow for meetings and it's going to be a long day. And I know right. what happens there. And like, there's probably <laughs> could be some alcohol there, but it also could be, you get to the end of the day, you're, you're like, you're bagged. I've got to drive back a couple hours. Like, oh, I'll just stop here and grab something quick versus like, I can come off this call and think, okay, when that comes up, uh, no, I'm going to, and, and I know I'm, maybe I'll go here. I'll go to this option. Like I know there's some healthy food uh, options, right. or if we meet someone, I will have maybe a drink or something. And, and like, that's it, no matter what time it is and, and so forth. Like, just like that pre-planning piece, I feel like we could do that for so many events. And it makes a profound difference. I mean, just that little bit of forethought makes such a massive yeah impact because when you're anticipating these temptations and these challenges and you're visualizing yourself feeling it and then moving in the direction that supports your longer term goals, then when it happens, you're not caught off guard and you're not having to rely on sheer willpower in the moment to figure out how to kind of take, take the path forward. Because often when you don't have the plan, you're going to go towards like the default which is often not actually the thing that's in line with your with your kind of longer term goals. Oh yeah, and so this is incredibly important when it comes to drinking, right? Like knowing the Friday after work trigger of like my, my week is over. I want to transition yeah. into the weekend. Having a plan for that exact moment, and we coach our Sunday side members to do this as well. Having a plan for like I usually when I start cooking, I have a glass of wine. Visualizing and and kind of uh, hijacking those automated routines becomes so important. And that's a critical part of how the Sunnyside system is designed. We don't want to kind of tell you to not drink at all. We don't want to, to kind of push you to, into, you know, a round peg into a square hole or kind of a one size fits all solution. We want to help you actually enjoy drinking more by optimizing the role that alcohol plays in your broader health goals. And that often means mm -hmm. not doing the default behavior, not yeah. having the, I had a stressful day at work on a Wednesday, so I'm going to you know, drink a bottle of wine, but rather I had yeah. a stressful day at work. And so when I, when I have a stressful day, my outlet is go break a sweat some, somehow, right? Uh, yeah. Or go for a walk or get some fresh air. Um, and helping folks, the visualization pieces is absolutely critical to helping people um, counteract what can be really deeply ingrained habits around alcohol that maybe we don't even realize, let alone yeah. food and sugar and saturated fats and all yeah, those things. Yeah, there's so much, so much. Yeah, yeah. and I, I really think that I really think that one of the keys with kind of our approach to alcohol is actually starting to think about it in the same conversation and context as we do some of these other areas of our diet and exercise routines that we know aren't great for us. Like we generally know if saturated fats, sugars are things that we should avoid and limit. 
But most of us don't try to cut those things down to complete zero because it's not sustainable. And I think yeah. the same with alcohol is really true. If we start to think about drinking in the same way we think about those other areas of our health, where like we know they're not great, but they can be really enjoyable in small and intentional doses, then that actually helps us to bring more fulfillment and joy to the, those behaviors um, by knowing that, they're, that we're doing them on our terms rather than feeling like they're, they're controlling us. And so That's for us, good. managing alcohol... We think about managing alcohol and, and we believe that it should be um, as common and socially accepted as managing diet, exercise, and mindfulness as components of our proactive wellness routines, right? Mm, Rather yeah. than something that we kind of wait till it becomes a huge problem and then we like, white knuckle our way towards this, you know, absolute zero uh, outcome, yeah. yeah, which is just not the way that we've learned to effectively manage basically every other area of our health. Totally. Well, I hope, uh, I mean, I haven't seen your, your company deck or your roadmap, but I, I hope there's some sort of, uh, expansion plan, brand expansion for, <laughs> you know, <laughs> taking what you're building, you know, on the alcohol side and be like, okay, well, here's what we know works based on, and here's the data that we have. Uh, let's, let's plug it into these, these other core areas. I, I feel like that would just be a natural expansion. Yeah, I, I think the program lends itself really well to other areas. I also think that there's a lot to do to change the conversation around alcohol and to really fundamentally shift the treatment landscape for drinking from one that's reactive and somber and clinical to one that's yeah. proactive and positive and, uh, and really about kind of an approachable way to, to kind of manage a really important input into our health. So we're going to be working on alcohol for, for the foreseeable sure. future because there's a, it's, you know, 70% of the U.S. population is drinking, 47% self-identify as wanting to cut back, and yet only like 2% of people actually get any help to change their relationship with alcohol yeah. today. And so we well, have that's this the thing. It's a relationship. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's a relationship, right? and, and most people are kind of, I would say, under-representing the impact that, that small changes to drinking habits can have on overall mm -hmm. health. And so for us, there's, there's a huge business to be built in kind of shifting the, the dialogue around alcohol. But most importantly, we can help millions and millions of people's, people and families to achieve healthier and happier lives. And that's what yeah. motivates us to, to come to work every day. Yeah. Have you had, what, what kind of conversations do you have with some of like your fellow founders outside of, of obviously this industry, but you know, that are building companies and, and I mean, I suspect that you've got a pretty strong network of people that are in similar places and, you know, from the, the investing or the investment rounds you're doing and whatnot. Like, you know, if I'm one of those, for example, and going through, okay, I'm working on the seed round or series A, like what advice would you give me to, you know, go approach those high stress sprints with a little bit more intentionality and ideally come out the other side, not feeling completely drained? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a draining process, and just being a founder in general is is going to have a lot of emotional highs and lows. Fundraising is a total microcosm of the entire experience because it is so concentrated, the highs and lows, you know, from day to day and week to week. Uh, for me, as I've reflected back on our fundraise experience, um, there were opportunities where I could have been kinder to myself and more realistic with myself, knowing that fundraising is a full time job on top of the full time job. And so a couple of things that I wish I had done differently are, are really um, continuing to make space to be proactive in managing both kind of physical and, and mental health uh, and also being kind and compassionate with, my, with myself. And this would be advice I would give to um, understand that you're not going to be able to get it all done. 
and that you have to prioritize the fundraise because it's you know the existential priority of the business at least I think was for, for our case yeah and so um, doing less and being okay with doing less in these moments becomes really important so that it's not a constant growing list of things that you have that you signed up to do that you actually won't be able to get to because the funders tasks have to come first and so that's yeah. a real exercise I think in uh, in self compassion. Uh, that is that is made a lot easier when you're keeping things like drinking and mm-hmm. yeah and kind of you know other outlets other less healthy outlets uh, in control and mindful and so a lot of the conversations that I'm having with founders also as soon as I start to talk about our mission at Sunnyside a lot of founders have that immediate story of like oh yeah like my Fridays and Saturdays are unwind time and they end up kind of being pretty heavy drinking moments. And I think we're starting to realize as founders, as a population, but again, I would say more broadly as kind of health and, and wellness conscious individuals that um, alcohol needs to be managed. It needs to be, mm-hmm. you know, kind of consumed thoughtfully because there's, there's no more denying the impact that, that it has on yeah. kind of our short-term wellness and long-term health. And so I end up kind of playing the role of coach for a lot of, a lot of founders and, and other individuals that I talk to to help them see a different angle on alcohol where you don't need to kind of, you know, admit to being an alcoholic or a problem drinker before you get, get started. And in fact, most people who are drinking more than a healthy amount don't identify as such. Um, Mm -hmm. and yet when you start to explore the benefits of a healthier relationship with alcohol, um, again, it just cascades into all these other areas, um, that, that lead to broader health, health and and kind of mental wellness improvement. Yeah. It's really like what, what, comes up for me is just this this topic around just the narrative that we've we've put on alcohol and like you said yeah. you know like i'm an alcoholic or i'm this and like i see a lot of this as well or experiences in the mental health space and why i talk about mental fitness because as soon as you say mental health like it's a very it's it's you're pulling yourself out of a whole situation right, right. it's it's typically in that that kind of theme um, which is, you know, very real for, for, for many, but there is a, there is a flip side narrative to that where just like physical exercise, like you, it can be empowering. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do mental fitness yeah. and it's going to probably help prevent yeah. some of that mental health and reverse some of it as well. Not probably statistically and, and, and scientifically it does. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing yeah. with, right? Alcohol, if we can, we approach it from a different perspective, then again, it just gives us more options to, to work with. Um, I guess like cleaning up our habits a little bit, you know? That, that's right. And I, I think it ties into this kind of clean living trend trend. But most importantly, when we when we remove the labels, we remove the stigma, it creates a much broader door for people to to kind of get started on yeah. this journey. And so we at Sunnyside believe that, you know, your alcohol and mindful drinking journey should be celebrated in the same way that we talk about diet and exercise goals and milestones. And it should be something that is viewed as a positive and proactive investment in ourselves rather than something that we kind of have to hide away or that, that is so kind of steeped in shame and yeah. stigma. And it's just totally broken, right? Like there's for sure sobriety is the right path for some population of people. I grew up in a household with two parents who are in recovery from alcoholism. I deeply understand that that is the right decision for mm-hmm. a lot of people. But I also have you know, now seen for myself and from the example of tens of thousands of people that we work with at Sunnyside that it is not the right fit for everyone. And the stigma that kind of surrounds sobriety as kind of like, you must have had a problem, so now you're not drinking, 
is does a huge detriment to those who are, yeah. who could otherwise benefit from you know getting started on on the path to more mindful drinking. Yeah. And so our whole our whole brand, the sunny side, it's this bright, positive, and approachable brand and experience that makes mindful drinking fun and social and about community and connection. In the goal of eliminating that stigma and shifting this conversation from the lens of addiction and recovery and problem drinking and alcoholic to a lens of performance optimization mm -hmm. and health and a proactive investment in our quality of life. And as we, and we're watching this kind of shift happen, I would say broadly culturally, but as we continue to shift this narrative and shift the conversation in this direction, we're going to see more and more people getting started on this journey yeah. and unlocking this myriad of health benefits that, that are, um, that are really kind of right, right on the surface as, as you start to, to manage drinking uh, kind of mm -hmm. more proactively. Well, you're, it's some really important work, brother. I mean, I'm happy you and the team are are out there doing it. Um, I know some of the people that are, are helping support from the investment and, and mentoring side, also just beautiful, beautiful humans. So it's uh, makes me happy or, or inspired, I guess, or motivated and hopeful that, you know, that there's people like yourself uh, working on a really important topic because, you know, the ripple effect of that is, is pretty tremendous. So with that, with that said, though, I mean, I know that we've got to keep your mind thriving and healthy um, so that, you know, the vision can be realized and the team stays motivated and whatnot. So the, my final question for you is for next week, like what's that one one non-negotiable that you want to bring back in your life uh, for your health and well-being and, and to, to have your mind, you know, feeling pretty good at, by Friday. Yeah. So, so we've got a really, uh, as I mentioned, I, I just came off of this, uh, this 31 day alcohol reset, which, which was a hugely positive experience for, for me. And part of that was actually kind of maintaining, you know, getting back into a daily exercise routine. Okay. So I'm feeling really happy when I'm getting uh, four good sweats every week. And, and that's something that I'm, I'm really trying to kind of build a little space for myself, you know, in the backdrop of family yeah. and business and all Important. these things, uh, good, makes a huge difference. Just, just having that, uh, yeah, that, that, that kind of feeling of, of, of physical wellness as well. So that's what Perfect. I'm focused on right now. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, so far, so far, so good. Awesome. We'll keep thriving out there. All right. Much appreciated. Thanks so much. 